0: What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, May 3rd. It's going to be May 2020. What's happening? Quarantine edition week uh, what are you, seven or eight, something like that A quarantine. It's a fun word to say. I, there are a lot of Q words in general and biased here, but a lot of Q words in general are fun to say. I'm thinking quarantine, quarry, quandary. The, I mean, there are a, a number of additional words. Quandary. Q U A N D A R Y. Almost a palindrome. But uh, hey, what's happening? We're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. It's a great day, man. These last two days, pristine. And um, I, I I can be somewhat temperamental when it comes to temperature, you know, when it's, when it's a little chilly out and you get that lake breeze, that freezing lake breeze going, it can be kind of miserable. But then the instant, you know, we get up to like 75 and muggy and I start to sweat my buns off and my house doesn't have air conditioning, then I can get really grouchy. But I tell you what. When we get days like today, where it's sitting at about 67, 68, partly sunny, the wind's not too bad, you can go out, you wear shorts and a light windbreaker, jacket of sorts, you don't gotta worry about sunburn, because you're not getting a lot of direct sunlight, but it's still pleasant out. No, no precipitation of any kind, man. That's that's the tops right there. I um, I went out to Warren Park in West Ridge, which is uh, about a mile and a half uh, walk from my apartment. Mile, mile and a half, and um, but it's a that's a nice space out there, man. I tell you what, there's um, there's a golf course. It's it's a huge, um, almost takes up the entire. Uh, like half mile long city block, um, we're talking Pratt to the north, like Damon to the east, Western to the west, and uh, Devon to the south. The eastern portion is a uh, a golf course, and I don't play golf, so I don't know too much about it. But the the western portion is Warren Park, and it's uh man, it's got baseball diamonds, it's got tennis courts, it's got horseshoe courts whatever they're called and it's got uh shuffleboard courts and uh it's got a hockey rink right I didn't even know that I walk past there every um every Friday typically and I didn't even realize I've seen it before but I didn't realize it was a hockey rink I thought it was some sort of solar panel something but it's it's a outdoor hockey rink which um Hockey's not that popular of a thing in Chicago. It's so weird. That's something that always kind of baffled me growing up, how Illinois, at least my perception of it, maybe you feel differently, but I always felt like Illinois, you know, Midwest, known for being cold, but hockey is never a big thing here. Like, you go up, you know, just a couple miles north of here, up to Wisconsin, um, and hockey is everything. You come down here, and it's just... Or you go to Michigan, um, you know, Minnesota, but, boy, here it just didn't really seem to... Catch on. I don't know. Um, but it's also got nice uh, space. It's even got this weird kind of like sledding hill kind of thing. It's pretty small. Um, but there are people going up and like riding their bikes down. It's, it's interesting. Um, I went out there and, and took my book. Read for about an hour. Crime and Punishment. Dostoevsky, Which I, I got to tell you. You know, I've been working on it for a while now. And I, I appreciate... The book. I appreciate the story, but I'm just feeling like it's not quite living up to the lofty expectations that had been put in place for me regarding this novel. It's considered widely considered to be one of the greatest things of all time, right? Crime and punishment is huge. It's like as big as it gets. Crime and punishment, war and peace. Those are the two big Russian ones. And I'm about halfway through. I I am about I'm in the middle of part three out of part six, and um, I I feel like we're not going to do any spoilers here, but there's a there's a a very significant event that happens literally in the first like 30 pages of the book that kind of sets up the sets the scene for the rest of the the novel. And I am finding myself disappointed because, one, I felt like there needed to be a much bigger buildup to this event, right? But two, in kind of the, uh, the aftermath here, it's just not that interesting to me, frankly. And I feel like it's set up to be really fascinating and a great, like psychological thriller kind of thing, and who knows? Maybe I just need to give it 100 more pages. But I, I tell you what, Crime and Punishment, everything I'd read about it, it had been set up to me to be like, if you like Breaking Bad, you're going to love Crime and Punishment. And it's been fine so far. But between the all the Russian names that are frankly tough to keep track of, and just a lot of story that kind of feels like repetitive and like nothing's actually happening um i don't know we're 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 very uh lukewarm so far on crime and punishment okay we'll we'll just leave it at that, but got to read outside in the park for a little while, which is very nice uh, it's 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 gonna cool down now this week but you know it is what it is we are uh streaming live and uh, you're only hearing the audio of this but i have a fun update you'll remember back to our uh, our end of the year podcast 2019 live from oregon uh you know 5 5 months ago and i mentioned that our, our we didn't do a state of the podcast um 2020 that was a 2019 thing and I just didn't I wasn't feeling creatively inspired to do it for 2020 but I kind of took the opportunity in my like year-end podcast for year two to mention the two big kind of updates slash projects for uh the podcast in year three one of them was the Scott Farrell audiobook which I won't I won't discuss at length because I feel like I just I talk about it every time no matter what. Here's what you need to know. Everything is is finished from a recording, from a content creation perspective. The only thing left to do is finish the uploading. The first three parts of the Scott Ferrell audiobook are up. And if you want to listen, let me know, because it's unlisted. You can't just go searching on the internet and find it. Um I have, I think, one more part left to upload and then my epilogue, which I created and then read. And it's it's like six minutes long or something like that. It's nothing compared to these parts that are literally four to five hours long. Um, so that that's, I mean, literally in the next four to five days, it'll probably be done. The only reason it takes this long, you might be thinking, Quinn, well, it's all it's all finished, like you just press a couple of buttons and it's up. Um, it takes about 11 to 12 hours to upload one part. Um, and that's pretty significant. Like that's a lot of time when you think about it, and it it completely shuts down my computer for half a day. And we're not talking like half a day. You know, like wake up at seven a.m. and it's done at one p.m. Like actually, half a day, twelve hours is about what it takes. So it's a big commitment for me to say, all right. My computer is going to be doing this and nothing else for 12 hours. So that's why these things take so long, because I have to very carefully plan out and strategize how and when I'm going to upload. Thankfully, we're almost done with it. Um, That was project number one. Project number two was something that had stemmed out of a conversation that I had had literally only days before um, I, I made that podcast, and that was with my friend Matt Fiedler co-host of um, the White Noise podcast, which I always forget the name of it, which is embarrassing because it's partially my show. Uh, but Matt had agreed to sell me his camera, one of his cameras, and uh, for a discounted price. I said, sure, let's do it. And the big promise to the fans was, you know, you, you, know, you could still obviously just listen to the audio on your phone, on your podcast app, or Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever you want to do, or you know, right now you on my YouTube channel, you listen to a podcast, you're just getting the static picture of um, me with our year three photo, which is the pizza photo. But now we're about to go real high tech. We're about to get the camera setup going. And uh, I'm gonna have to kind of learn how to do some of the tech functionality, but I think it's it's gonna be fun. Um, we'll we'll talk about it more as as we get it actually closer to being set up. I would hope that we launch it in two or three weeks, but um, it, it's gonna be low 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 budget. I know that surprises you probably. Quinn's going low budget. No. Yes. But there are gonna be some fun things. You know, I I I won't actually I'm not even going to ruin the surprise of what I bought off of eBay like last week. And I'm still waiting for it to arrive. One of these days it'll come. But I think that'll that'll be a prominent part of our video feed, is is this thing I bought on eBay. Because I think you, the fans, are gonna like it. Okay. And of course. Anyone who's on my 9:30 uh, a.m. daily Zoom work meeting knows this, but the Jack Link's travel mug will also be a prominent player in these video streams. Jack Link's beef jerky feed your wild side, unofficial sponsor. So that's happening, right? That we were hoping to launch it in like January. It's May now. It's going to be me. And it's actually happening. I talked, the reason I, it's at the forefront of my mind, I talked to my friend Matt Fieler this morning. He called me, which was very nice of him on a Sunday morning. And something I need to, I, I don't know, I have this weird, let me get real with you for a second. Um, and, then, uh, and then we'll get to what I actually am, am talking about today. We actually have a topic. It's very exciting. I know. You're like, what? Yes. Quinn has a topic. It's all carefully planned out. I took notes in my phone. Wow. You're probably saying, why is he shouting so much? Got a lot of pent-up energy. Jeez. Probably thinking Quinn's going a little crazy over there. You may be right. I may be crazy. But it just may be a lunatic you're looking for tonight. The lights don't try to save me. You may be wrong for all I know, but you may be right. Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na. Oh, remember how I found you there, alone in your electric chair. You told me dirty jokes until you smiled. You said, duh, 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 duh. Was, take me as I am, and you might enjoy the weekend for a while. Oh boy, we're doing it. You may be right. I may be crazy. Oh, but it wrong but maybe right um continuing with what i was saying previously which was um i don't know i was going to get to my topic but i had something i wanted to say before that i'm oh, okay Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause, play it back, and uh, we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. Okay, I, I was gone for like five minutes. I figured it out. I was going to get real with you for a second, which seems strange after I just sang two minutes of Billy Joel, and got up, went to the other side of the room to grab my guitar. Um, what I was going to say. Is that I have this weird, it's not a complex, but just like this weird nagging, consistent nagging feeling that like prevents me from wanting to just pick up the phone and calling people or FaceTiming them. Cause I always feel like I'm bugging them, you know? I think it's, it's because most of my friends are like, have, have returned to their parents' houses. So I always feel like, oh, they're probably playing a game or they're sitting down at the dinner table or they're watching MASH together or Chuck now streaming on NBC.com. I, I assume. I don't know. Um, but I need to do a better job of it. Okay. But um, uh, while well, well, I have you, because, you, you know, typical fashion you're 16 and a half minutes in to this podcast you know our 122nd episode or whatever you're probably thinking okay he's got my attention but do I want to finish out this whole episode the first you know 100 hours of the show we're good but i'm maybe starting to waver now that i have your attention Kentucky Derby, oh boy! The diehard fans know where this episode is going. Plus, I titled it this way, so you already knew where it was going. In fact, you probably spent the first seventeen minutes of this show wondering what the hell. Um, Will we can bleep that out, FCC? Don't worry, Um, because I forgot to mention listener. It's very important for amateur podcasts out there, podcasters out there who don't know, you have to give a listener discretion is advised tag. Preferably at the beginning of your show that says we'll occasionally use some language here and there. And I'm not talking Rosetta Stone computer software kind of language. I'm talking big boy words like hell, H-E double hockey sticks. Um, Number two, this is less necessary, but I like to throw it on there just – to kind of cover my butt, um, the show is objectively terrible. Okay, just we're, so we're all clear. Um, lost my train of thought again. Boy, this has been rough. Um, okay, no, can, I, we're back. I didn't even have to stop. Kentucky Derby was supposed to be yesterday, and if you didn't catch it, I didn't. I didn't watch this live, but NBC showed um, a. Virtual Kentucky Derby, it was like a computer simulation that had all, I think, 14 maybe triple crown winners, you know, Justify, American Pharoah, Seattle Slough, Episcopalian. No, that's not one. That's my triple crown winning horse that's going to win in 2034. When I When I kind of made that goal in 2018, it seemed very realistic. And now in 2020, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, you know, I'm probably going to have to move out of the city to have enough space for my horse. But um, Secretariat won, as it should, uh, because Secretariat is the most kick-ass horse of all time. But this got me thinking, you know what podcast Quinn does every year, now for its third year running on Kentucky Derby weekend? I'll tell you. If you haven't listened to the first two installments, welcome to the third annual Quindy of Presents the Beantown Podcast presents the top 10 horse names of the year. Now, if you're new to our program, let me just give you a brief explanation of what this is. This is not a... Um, collection or summary of real horse names these are horse names that I have created from within me off the top of my head that I think are just great names for future horses and I'm not even copywriting this stuff right if Bob Bob Baffett whatever his name is Robert, if you're listening, wants to come in here and take some tips, please be my guest. Just buy me a mint julep sometime. Um, The reason I do this is because if you have ever watched a horse race before, you'll know this. Horse names are really weird. It's a fascinating Culture, culture's not even a good word for it, um, concept, I guess, where there are really no bad names other than like Todd or Jack. Jack's actually not a bad horse name. Susan. Susan's not really a horse name. But beyond that, beyond white people first names, excuse me, you can really do anything you want. And it works, and it's fun. And you just go look at, right, you just go look at the past list of Kentucky Derby winners, and you'll see just some things that are just like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, last year there was one called Gronkowski that ran. My one last, my my horse I was rooting for, I think it was last year, was Mendelssohn. I think that was what it was called. Um, something like that. I don't remember who won the Kentucky Derby last year. Was last year's Kentucky Derby the one with the disqualification or is that two years ago? I don't remember. That was crazy. But what I do here is I come up with my own horse names. Oftentimes things that I've kind of been collecting throughout the year and waiting to present to you until this episode. And then oftentimes they're names that I just did a little bit of writing, a little bit of research. Um, This year was much more spontaneous. I came up with most of the names last night. But we actually have a really solid list. So what I'm going to do is remind you of my number one. So we do a a top ten list, but there's always a number one. And my overall number one horse name ever, all time, was my number one in 2018, our first year of the program, understandably. And I, I don't have anything this year that tops that. That's still number one. And 2019's number one was good too. But 2018, top of the top. Always been my favorite. And I, I've had that name lined up for double-digit years. What I'm going to do is give you the 2018, 20, 2019 number ones. Then I'm going to just brief, very briefly read my ads here, and then I've got a little treat for you to introduce our top 10 list. It, it's it's going to be fun. I think I think you'll like it. And then I'll go through my top 10 list. I'll I'll briefly, um, you know, kind of take you through what I was thinking when I chose each name, Um, but we'll we'll try to move through it pretty quickly. It'll be a longer episode, as you probably already determined, but I I think we'll have fun with it. So let me, um, let's go back, 2018, number one, again, it's my number one all-time horse name, and I don't have anything this year to top it, although I really like my list of 10 this year, it's a really solid list. Um, Number one, 2018, two years ago, our first year of the program, Episcopalian. I'm a big fan of all things Western religion from a name's perspective because there are just so many things to tap from. Um, But this has been one that has just been like inside of me forever, for as long as I can remember. Episcopalian, my all-time overall number one horse name. Last year, 2019, was also biblical. Pentateuch, which I think is, I mean, I could see some people thinking that's even better than Episcopalian. Pentateuch, meaning the first five books of the Old Testament. That's a kick-ass horse name. Um, You might be wondering, hey, Quinn, is your number one horse name in 2020 also going to be a biblical reference? It's not. We're going to buck the trend. That being said, I do have a biblical reference in the top ten. So for all of those wasps out there listening to our show, don't be afraid. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd; and I shall not want. Whatever I don't know. You know how it goes. Let's read our ads here to thank our sponsors, and then uh, I've got a treat for you. Pop up gets a treat, and then we're gonna jump in. Okay. Not a lot. We're we're, we're cutting out the fat on this podcast i know i just spent two and a half minutes singing a billy joel song starting now we're cutting out the fat okay home pride oregon are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time and folks we have all been there well oregon listeners there's good news home pride inspection services in bend oregon is central oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like roofing plumbing Heating, cooling, read it out of order, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate (laughs) angle hold, okay, messed up my sinuses on that one, Uh, on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call Steve at 541-410-0316, or you can visit homeprideoregon.com, again, 541-410-0316 541 or just visit com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I damaged my larynx on that one. Got a lot of energy. I, I, I tell you what, briefly before we turn back to the ads, um, everyone, mo- most people know, I've been dieting like crazy this whole year since Jan 1. No alcohol. Haven't had a, haven't had a lick of pizza I love using lick in that sense, meaning like a collection of. Haven't had a lick of pizza. Um, but I, I've had a lot more sugar today than I usually do. So I think that's, that's where some of these increased energy levels are from. And I'll tell you why I did that. Because I was pretty low calorie all week. We're talking like twelve, thirteen hundred 1,300 calories a day. And when I went for my walk on Friday... Because I run Monday through Thursday and then again Saturday, so I go for a long walk Friday, long walk Sunday. I was like just dragging my feet, felt completely dead, and I was thinking like, man, it's probably the calories. And then I went for a long, attempted to go for a long run yesterday. Like, I I got again, and you, this it's. This isn't a new thing for me, right? I ran a half marathon last weekend on very low energy, very low calories, and felt fantastic. So I go out yesterday, and some combination of the low calories and the heat just absolutely killed me. Um, I make it like four miles straight north of my apartment up to Dempster in Evanston. That's where I decided to turn around, knowing it's going to be bad. Um, Had to walk for like a quarter of a mile, half a mile maybe, I don't even remember. Um, and just kind of dragged myself home on a very light jog, seven and a half, eight miles, something like that, but it was just feeling awful. So giving myself one, a lot of calories today, but, but two, and this might seem silly, but a lot of a sugar as well, because I just feel like, man, if I was going to try to go into Monday feeling the way I did Friday and Saturday, it was going to be a hellish week. So splurging a little bit on the diet really making the most out of this cheat day here but i'm hoping it bit pays off for the rest of the week because that saturday run was really awful and i haven't that that was my first truly dud run under quarantine um and they're not fun when they happen especially when you try to do on the long runs right if it's a tuesday and you're running 4 miles and you have a dud run it's like whatever It's over after 30 minutes. Um, But when you have a, a bad run on your long ones, boy, that sucks, man. Let's finish off our ads here. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. We were talking about biblical references earlier on this show, Pentateuch, Episcopalian. Well, we'll keep them coming because from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the entire Pentateuch, all the way down to Revelation, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Okay. Here I am. Sorry. Um, I spaced out for a second. I forgot what the name of my barber company was called. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even shitting you. Um, it's because we haven't, we haven't made a haircut in so long. Made a haircut. Who is he talking to? going crazy. Uh, it's called Cuts by Q, in case you're wondering. And here's our ad read for it. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995. And is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area, including... Northwest Indiana. From beehives to bangs, full hawks to flattops, and everything in between. You gotta call cuts by q at eight one five two nine eight seventy two hundred, or you can email cuts by at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut you teasy. By q at yahoo.com. Oh and you need a fresh do something snappy and new. Just call the experts at cuts by q. All right, I tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to pause for a second to kind of change my setup here um, because you have to change locations for this. And uh, I'll be right back to get you going with our top 10 horse names of 2020, the list you've all been waiting for. Here it comes. All right, in the spirit of top 10 horse names for Kentucky Derby weekend, here's a little treat for you. Alright, welcome to the 2020 third annual Bean Tom Podcast, Top Ten Horse Names Special. It's a fun one. It gives me a chance to be goofy. Something I don't normally do on this show. And uh we're gonna jump right in here. Again, I told you we're cutting out the fat on the Bean Tom Podcast. I've lost 50 pounds on the year. And as part of my weight loss pledge, I said, let's not only cut out the fat on the host, let's cut out the fat on the show. So coming in at number 10, Buffalo Nickel. Buffalo Nickel is your number 10 horse name of 2020. I liked it. It came up. I was watching Who Wants to Be a uh, a Millionaire with Regis Philbin 20 years ago. Well, I was watching it two days ago, but the show, the episode aired 20 years ago. And there was a question um, that was basically like, recently, which animal was returned to the back of the U.S. nickel or something like that? And one of the answers was obviously the buffalo, because that's correct, a buffalo nickel. But the contestant got it wrong. They guessed a bald eagle, and that was very embarrassing. And I laughed at them for a, a long period of time. So that got me thinking. You know, Buffalo Nickel is kind of taps into this uh, American something fell. Oh, I was in my bathroom. I got the window open, and the wind blew some pills onto the floor. Um, not loose pills. They're in a in a cardboard thing. Um. They'll be okay. Buffalo Nickel taps into kind of this Americana historical thing. Um, it's a type of name that's probably been done before, but it's fun. It's simple. It's elegant. It's got a touch of nostalgia, and uh, I like it. So that's number ten. Number nine. Here we go. This is an interesting uh, kind of regional one that some some listeners might know, some might not. I will explain it. I promise your number nine horse name for 2020 chicago handshake chicago handshake no it's not a coronavirus thing a chicago handshake is a drink uh or a collection of drink, uh, drinks excuse me what a chicago handshake is is a shot of jepson's malort followed by a can of, I think it can really be a couple different beers, but what I traditionally know it as is a can of Old Style. Um, but, you know, you could probably do, a, like, a PBR or a Miller High Life or something like that works as well. Um, if you don't know what Jepsen's Malort is, Carl Jepsen was a Swedish immigrant to Chicago, and he introduced uh, his own liqueur, Malort. It is made from wormwood, And it's not as um, appetizing as it sounds. If you don't know Malort, I'm not telling you to go rush out to your local Benny's Beverage Depot to get some. I'm just telling you at some point in your life, you should have a shot of Malort. And I think it's better if you do it the Chicago Handshake style. Um, Because if you just have a shot of Malort, your mouth will likely taste like gasoline until you have something else. So if you follow the Chicago Handshake model, your mouth only tastes like gasoline for a couple of seconds before you start nursing your, um, what did we say the beer was? Old style, right? I have a of old style in my fridge. I'm halfway to a Chicago handshake. But that is uh, your number nine horse name, Chicago handshake. Moving on to number eight here. We're getting into, I, I love when horse names take terminology from another sport. You know, I think like, Suicide Squeeze might have been, Suicide Squeeze or Safety Squeeze, that might have been one of my horse names last year, I don't remember. Um, Or if you had something like, uh, I don't know, Back Check, Back Check, Back Check, the three B's of hockey. Thank you to Greg Anderson up in Appleton, Wisconsin for teaching me that. Um, I like when when sports worlds kind of cross-contaminate each other. And so that's what I was going for for number eight. So I want to get something niche from a popular sport so i chose football and your number eight horse name for 2020 is one point safety now any casual football fan knows that a safety is worth two points but and i think this is maybe college football and the nfl i'm not sure we'll have to research it A one-point safety is possible, and here's how it happens. If you are an offensive team going for a two-point conversion, and I'll give you an example, because in college football and maybe in the NFL right now, I don't remember, the rule changes um, seemingly often. The defense can run back a two-point conversion and score it for two points, uh, which, you know, you, you block the kick or something. Or it's a, a two-point pass attempt, you have a pick six. That's where two points for you as a defense. Let me give you an example. If you are an offensive team, you're going for... Actually, it doesn't have to be a two-point conversion. It can be any conversion. Let's say you're going for for one, you're kicking it, the kick is blocked by the defense and they pick up the ball and begin to run it back in an attempt to score two points. If they run into their own end zone, the defending team's end zone instead of the offensive team's end zone, which is, you know, 99 yards away, and they get tackled in their own end zone, that is a one point safety. It's a real play, you can look it up on YouTube. It's a wild thing, but it's it's real. It exists. It's a, like, doesn't happen often, as you might expect, but it's true. And thank you to um, all the one-point safety plays out there for uh, lending its name, lending their name to our number eight horse name of the year. So our number eight horse name for twenty twenty one point safety. Moving on here, number seven, we're changing gears a little bit, and we're starting a, uh, we have two, Two and a half um, names this year that kind of get fun with uh, um, the syntax, the punctuation, the spacing, whatever. So this one is spelled the way it sounds, but there's no space in the middle. And it's a little bit more simple. There's not, mus- not as much of an explanation behind it, so I won't take too long on it. Your number seven horse name for 2020 with no space in between words, but still two capital S's, soft serve. Soft Serve, capital S-O-F-T, capital S-E-R-V-E, Soft Serve. Ice cream, America's national pastime, especially now that the weather is improving. Soft Serve Ice Cream, Culver's, Frozen Custard. Frozen Custard is a good one. Custard's Last Stand is a very good one. I feel like I should have had that this year, Custard's Last Stand, maybe for 2021. If there's still a Bean Town podcast in 2021, um, I'll take cryptic messages for eight thousand. Alex, soft serve. It's ice cream. It's fun. It's also your number seven uh, horse name for 2020. Number six here. We're getting a, this is our first of two horse names in this year. Although neither are our top spot for this year. Um, this is number six. Uh relates to religion. This one is uh, the name of a hymn, and it's one of my favorite hymns, and I thought, what better way to honor one of my favorite hymns than with my fledgling podcast. Your number six horse name for 2020 is Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance. You know, when I was, um, when I was crafting this list, I thought maybe trying to get fun with this one and maybe doing Blessed Insurance but I decided, you know what, let's go natural. Let's go pure. You know, Quinn, you don't have to be 100% funny all the time. Sometimes you can just do things for you. Okay? And that's a message I needed to hear on this one. Okay? You don't always have to make everyone else laugh. And I'm glad I, glad I told myself that, frankly. You never know who, who needs to hear that message. Let's move ahead here to number where are we at? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Number five. Well, we're getting down to it here. This is our second one that plays around with um the the look, the wording, the punctuation, etc. So I kind of have to describe this one to you. And there isn't a deeper meaning to it. This was our most kind of abstract one i guess you'll get you get in real life you get horse names that are just like i don't really know what that means but it's kind of fun to look at so this one i will pronounce it as why not just a common phrase or question it's spelled capital w then all lowercase h y n a u g h t and there's a question mark in the official name he drives standardized test taker and Scantroners crazy with this name. Eighteen tricks doctors don't want you to know. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Down podcast. Why not with a, with a fun GH in there and a question mark? Right? What's as fun as a question mark? Almost nothing, I would argue. Why not? Is our number five name for 2020? Plowing ahead here, number four. Boy, we are getting down to it. Maybe the most controversial. Horse name of 2020 is our number four entrance, entrant, excuse me, and it is going postal. Going postal is your number four horse name of 2020. If you don't really know what that means, you probably should just Google it. Because I'm not going to sit here in minute 45 of our special and try to explain to you what going postal means. So just look it up. You know, kids, don't look it up. If you're under, let's say, 35, better off without it. Okay, number three is our second of two religion-related names. And I really like this one. And you might be thinking, well, Quinn... It's a religion one. You really like it. How did it not end up at number one? Well, when I give you number one, I think you'll know why. Because number one is a really good engine. Number three of our top ten horse names of 2020, and the Old Testament fans are going to love this one. Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, man. Spell it out for us, Quinn. Nebuchadnezzar. N-E-B-U-C-H-A-D-N-E-Z-Z-A-R. 18-letter word, Nebuchadnezzar. Is that right? No, it's less than that. That's okay. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar II is a prominent player in um, an Old Testament book. I couldn't tell you which one. Maybe First Chronicles. Maybe Second Kings. Who knows? I'll look it up, but it's not important right now. If you know the story of Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, which killer names, by the way, you don't you don't see a ton of shacks. Let's just put it that way. Um <laughs> uh, King Nebuchadnezzar throws him into the fiery furnace. Wow. Power move. And uh Jesus or uh God excuse me, God or the Holy Spirit, TBD shows up and uh, Gives them all flammable fire suits or something like that. They're in a NASCAR pit crew, and they survive. And I don't really know what the fallout of it was because, like, I'm thinking, hey, if you were going to kill, you know, Meshach and Appendage and Radio Shack with fire and it didn't work, wouldn't you just take them out and stone them to death? Steven style? It's a New Testament poll for you guys. We're going big-time biblical today. So what I'm getting at is maybe Nebuchadnezzar wasn't as kingly as we were led to believe. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Nebuchadnezzar, hell of a name, and uh, it's what I'm naming my first daughter. Number three. Number two, boy, we are down to the nitty-gritty like when it was just Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson. Wow. BT dubs I've never seen from Justin to Kelly and never will because it looks like a steaming hot pile of garbage. If you don't know any of the references I just made, um, you are missing out because 2001 was a wild time. Before I even get to number two, I'm doing a little tease for you. Um, two things I actually want to research here and I think will be helpful for everyone listening at home. Number one, when did American Idol debut? Because I just want to know, was I actually right on 2001 or was I wrong? I was wrong. 2002. So my apologies. Um, two thousand or June of 2002, what a strange time to debut um, a show. Well, June in general, a strange time to debut a show. Um, Interesting. Brian Dunkelman, man, what a guy. Uh, The second thing I wanted to look up, just because it's kind of bugging me, King Nebuchadnezzar, when does he actually show up in the Bible? He's a real king, right? Portrayal in the Bible. Two sieges of Jerusalem are depicted in 2 Kings those those are sieges. Oh, Book of Daniel? Maybe. After God saves three of Daniel's companions from a fiery furnace. In Daniel 3. And secondly, whoa. New light. After Nebuchadnezzar himself suffers a humiliating period of madness, as Daniel predicted. Wow. Wow. Humiliating period of madness. Well, I guess I'm reading Daniel chapter 3 tonight. Man, all that stuff happens right at the beginning of Daniel. I mean, how long is this book? Because it really feels like there's nowhere to go but down from there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Whatever I said earlier. It was close. Wow. In this Wikipedia painting. Those guys are white, but I mean... uh, I'm not really buying it. Number two, on our top 10 horse names of 2020, Pony Express. It's straightforward. It hits hard. It's historical. It makes sense. It's horse-related. Number two, not much more needs to be said about it because we're about ready to get to number one. Number two is the Pony, not the, just Pony tony express well 50 minutes in great episode so far i think i don't know it had billy joel in it what more do you want um and i still got one more treat for you because we're playing our outro music live today which is exciting live music what could be better but friends we have journeyed far and wide to reach this point we are here. We have arrived. Our number one horse name, and I haven't revealed this to anyone, not even my diary. I am the only one who knows what number one is. Um, as a reminder, 2018, number one, Episcopalian. 2019, number one, Pentateuch. And if you're ready, Jerome, roll, please. We hit the Samson Q2U series on the edge of the coffee table. The number one horse name for 2020, entering into Quinn's Hall of Fame horse names, which by the time the Bean Town podcast ends after 50 years is going to be quite extensive. Number one, here it is. Irregardless. Oh, man, that was good when I thought of it. I love this one. Number one, Irregardless. I R R E G A R D L E S S. It's not really a word. At some point, under the Carter administration, people just started adding two extra letters to the word regardless because they just wanted to fuck us all. Irregardless enters the Horse Name Hall of Fame as the number one installment in the year 2020. And in a year as screwed up as 2020 is, why not choose a name that's not even a word? Irregardless is number 1. I love it. The English majors out there are weeping. The grammar Nazis are gnashing their teeth. But I can't I can't help you because when this one hit me, I knew it was special. It was the first one I wrote down for this year. I, I it wasn't even like oh this is number one slap down nothing else can top it. I just knew it was special, and none of these other names as fun and as good as they were. And I really do think it was a really nice collection, a really solid list. None of these other names just kind of touched me that way, you know, like a Catholic priest and. So, running down the list here, the top 10 horse names of 2020, according to Quinn David Furnace Presents the Beantown Podcast. Excuse me. That was a double burper. Uh, Number 10, Buffalo Nickel. Number 9, Chicago Handshake. Number 8, One Point Safety. Number 7, Soft Serve. Number 6, Blessed Assurance. Number 5, Why Not. Number 4, Going Postal. Number 3, Nebuchadnezzar. Number 2, Pony Express. And the number one horse name of 2020 irregardless. There you have it, folks. That was fun. I I enjoyed it. Timing was great because we're going to shift over to the piano here. I'm going to do While I'm Still Talking. That is multitasking at its finest. And um, I'm going to play us out. What do you mean to play us out? I like episodes like this where there's not a lot of frill, pomp, and circumstance at the end, right? I said what I wanted to say, and uh, we're done now, which means I'm going to read or I'm going to play us out because there's nothing else to say. You can listen to some music and uh, maybe go check out the Scott Farrell audiobook, whatever you want to do. But um, a shame that there was no Kentucky Derby um, yesterday it's currently scheduled for September, I think, which should be interesting. But um, yeah, that's what we had for you. our Top 10 Horse Names special. I always really enjoy this one. I hope you enjoyed it too. And um, off the top of my head, no sheet music. We're going to play our outro music live, the Tishmingo Blues. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Quinn David Furness. This is my show. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us. Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, and Podcast at yahoo.com. Or you can tweet at us. We're at BeantownCast. I am personally at White Buns with a Z. Don't forget, for all the latest updates and uh, to see how we're handling COVID-19, go check out BeantownPodcast.com or my YouTube page where you can subscribe to the show, Quinn David Furness. The camera is coming soon. The visuals are coming soon. This is all very exciting. And, um, you know, we will check in on you next time. So stay safe. Stay sane. And, um, well, let's play us out. Situated here. Hopefully that mic stays there. And I'm just playing this off the top of my head. I haven't played this one in, like, half a year. Hopefully it goes okay. I'll check in on you guys next time. Bye.